Welcome to Real Talk with the Queen's Home Team, where we talk about life, business, and everything related to the New York City real estate market. Here is this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Talk with QHT. I'm your host, George Herrera. And today I'm joined again by my partner, Abigail Herrera. The great. And (laughs) I'm (laughs) self-proclaimed the Abby girl, Abigail the great. That's what it is on her license plate. (laughs) Self-proclaimed for many years. You could do that on your license plate. A-B-G-L-G-R number eight. That's a good one. Abigail. Maybe the letter D. D, great. But then the question will be, what is Abigail the great at? Oh, yeah. But that then you got to... Inquiring minds want to know. Yes, (laughs) yes. Okay, perfect. So um, uh, how are you? Happy Sunday. Thank you. I I feel better today than I've had in the last probably two weeks. Nice. I yeah, for why. some reason, the last few days, really getting some good sleep. Well, sleep for you, but for me, less. my anxiety is lessening. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, less stresses. Yeah, less burdens on my shoulders in a way. Yeah, for those that don't know, in the last week or two, um, we got really busy. A lot of people calling, a lot of people reaching out to oh us, people gosh. we've been in touch with, and it just got really... When it happens in real estate, for those of you that don't know, for agents, when it happens, sometimes you have weeks where a lot of business comes at you at once, and then it creates a lot of, sorry about that, that's my uh, iPad. I hope that doesn't, is not affecting your video. No, no, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I was saying, sometimes in, in our business, you can get a lot of business coming at you all at once and it can get overwhelming. Yeah, pretty much we've gotten slammed in the last two weeks. Yeah. And it's no complaints. It's it's definitely a good thing. It just it, when it happens all at once, it, it becomes overwhelming sometimes because like, oh, my God, everybody needs help all of a sudden. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later because it's interesting when things like that happen. You wonder if it's just us or if it's market wide. So sure. we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So as always, we start with our question or topic of the week. And this week, we have a question for you. The What's question the is... life? <laughs> no, we don't have... This episode is not that long. Oh. <laughs> that would have been a good question. So the question is, how is the Queen's real estate market in 2023? Please. <laughs> So, how is it, George? This is for you. You're always what? the you're always the answerer of the question of the week. Okay, well, I I can only I'll answer um based on what we're experiencing. That's it. Yeah. So, considering that what's today's date? Today is February the 5th. Mm-hmm. So, the first 2 weeks of January were slow in activity, meaning, you know, not not many people were um, inquiring to purchase, or not many people were looking to um, inquire to list and sell their home, which is actually normal mm-hmm. every year. We track this data for years, actually, so it's usually very normal. And then the last two weeks, as I said, we got slammed. We've had how many? 12? And slammed with buyer or seller actually inquiries? Actually slammed with seller inquiries. Okay. And buyer activity actually has picked up in terms of attendance of open houses, increase to see our, our clients' properties, whether co-ops, 
uh, condo and residential homes. So I would say, yeah, in general, like activity actually has picked up in the last two weeks. So I'm, I'm happy to um, experience that as a realtor. <laughs> okay. So then, it's, so that's how the Queens real estate market is in 2023, I guess. Um, right now. Fairly active. Yeah. Pretty active right okay. now. Yeah, that's good. And oh, actually, I, I also believe that um, applications are up. Loan applications are up as well. They speaking were, to our yeah, lenders. In the beginning of so the year. that also is a sign of something happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So would you classify it for, from your what you're experiencing, a buyer's market, a seller's market, or a balanced market? Uh, well, that depends on the property type. So, and location, and okay. specific property In type. General, on the bedroom counts. Generally? Um, generally, just generally. Generally, I believe it's a uh, low inventory environment for residential homes. Okay. Right, and that's also based on your reporting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you read it, yes. <laughs> We're still experiencing low inventory. Okay. Um, I wouldn't gener- necessarily say because we are experiencing low inventory, it's a seller, quote unquote, seller's market, because the activity, the activity that has slowly picked up, mm-hmm. also combats the idea of a seller's market. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had multiple offers, people banging down doors to see properties, and there's multiple offers, mm-hmm. prop- you know, properties are getting offers at or above asking. That's what I've experienced as seller's market in prior years. Sure. But now it's like, you know, we're starting to see activity, although there's lack of inventory. It's like kind of balanced in a way. There's no favoring of either. Would you yeah. agree? Sure, sure. So I just did the report, uh, the the last, the Q4 market report to wrap up the whole year. And it was pretty interesting to go through the numbers. So a closed sales fell off a cliff. So definitely, like everybody anticipated, the last quarter of the year you had in October rates hit 7.5%. We saw right away demand fall off a cliff. So now you see it in the data that closed sales were definitely down big time. Usually, that makes month supply goes up because sales falls off a cliff, inventory is still growing, and then you get the disparity of high inventory and low, low demand. So that usually creates the month supply over eight months or something like that. But However. but inventory has not grown. It has remained low. And as a matter of fact, it actually went down a lot. So month supply is still in that balanced area. But inventory is low, you know, for Queens. For what we know, um, to have the kind of inventory levels that we're used to, it's very low still. And so even though demand fell off a cliff, Um, inventory came down big time. So you still have a balanced market in terms of month supply. And now if rates keep trending downward, you're going to get more demand coming back in, which might push it more into what feels like a seller's market, you know, unless we get more inventory. So this is just some quick tidbits from the market report. Um, At the end of the year, we had, or even uh, like a right now, we have about 4,600 homes for sale in Queens. Mm-hmm. And last quarter, so at the end of September, we had 5,500. So almost 1,000 less properties for sale mm-hmm. right now compared to the last quarter. So that's inventory still going down. Okay. And month supply at the end of December was 5.6 months. And at the end of September was 5.9 months. All right. So it went down from 5.9 to 5.6. And month supply is the gauge that uh, measures supply and demand for real estate. 
below five months is a seller's market above eight months is a buyer's market anything around five to seven is usually like a balanced market mm -hmm. so it is technically a balanced market um but we'll see what happens in the next quarter or two so with inventory and sales inquiring minds want to know what mm -hmm. do you think is the cause of this so i think one major um aspect is the lock-in effect mm -hmm. so this is a that's how I know we've been married for a long time because uh -huh. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so the lock-in effect is real. You have a lot of homeowners who locked in rates at 3%, 3.25%, 2 2.875, you know, amazing mortgage rates. And for them to sell, to enter a market where they're going to be paying a 6%, most likely double what they have now, you know, it's kind of like, why would I sell right now? So if they purchased again, if they per which most most people do, you know, sell and buy somewhere. Not necessarily, but the other uh, the other idea is that added to that is that people that are selling potentially renting rents are up too. Yeah, so rents that's are up. also a secondary factor, right? Yeah, well, rents are coming down now. They're coming down a lot, so the rents are finally. That's normalizing, but what mortgage rates are lot? still high. Like how many percentage? Percentage. <laughs> yeah, they just—they're coming down. More uh, rents are definitely coming down. They're normalizing. Okay. Yeah, so they went up a lot, but they're coming down. Um, those are normalizing now, um, but you know you have a lot of sellers that I think are just locked into really low rates, and if there's no need to sell then they can just wait it out and wait until mortgage rates go down again or if they see prices go down mm. so some sellers might be waiting you know maybe they want to move to florida or arizona but they hear that prices are coming down so why would i sell now let me wait until i see the prices go down mm -hmm. and maybe you know put their property on the market so it's interesting that the last week we got a lot of homeowners and home sellers reaching out to us because maybe in this first quarter if that's a market trend here, then you might see a lot of inventory hit the market, you know, this first quarter and even in the spring. And if we get that, then that might be what shifts the market into something that favors more buyers. I guess we'll see as we analyze your monthly, this month in Queens real estate reporting. Yeah, quarterly. Okay. Yes, the quarterly right. report. Great. So that's, uh, yeah, so Queens real estate market, technically balanced market, and it feels like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yes. feels pretty balanced. Um, now, aha or tip of the week. Do you have any aha you want to share? Oh, so I, oh, I forgot to explain the format of we're gonna, what we're going to talk about. Oh, okay, okay. Go ahead. First, aha, tip of the week, right? Well, actually, we went through the question or topic of the week, of course. Uh-huh. Then the aha or tip of the week. Yep. Then we'll go through new listings. Yep. Last, um, next is market insights. And then lastly, what we are reading, watching, or listening to. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now that we have some organization here. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know the format. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, aha, our tip of the week. Aha. The quickest way to boost your credit is to have yourself added to someone's credit card who has great credit. Great to do with kids or nephews at an early age. That was my aha, by the way. Oh, I think I did that with What's you. What's your aha? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I do that with you when we were young? No, I don't I'm think so. I'm pretty sure I added you as a secondary creditor on my credit cards. Yeah, you might. I added you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't do it to boost my credit. Oh, okay. No. But this was so long ago. Yeah, I learned this from a lender That's where a uh, he said the quickest way, you know, you can verify this, but this was just from a class that I attended. 
And um, he said the quickest way to boost your credit is to have yourself added to someone's credit card who has great credit. Um, and he said this is good for kids, for nephews, um, if you want to help younger people boost their credit. But who knows if it's with family and you want to buy and, um, you know, you want to get your credit up, this could be a strategy. Of course, they have to think about who they're adding. Yeah, yeah, that's sure up to that. you. That's up to you. <laughs> the aha is that it's the <laughs> yes. quickest way to boost okay, your good. credit. We'll keep it at that. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Any ahas? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say aha slash tip of the week is uh, I know that in previous uh, podcasts we had spoken about, you know, the three to one buy down, the mm -hmm. two one buy downs, right? And uh, congratulations, because we have a successfully purchased an investment property upstate, right? Yes. In Dutchess County. This last week, right? yep. And we do, pr we do do what we do do. Uh-huh. <laughs> QHT is going to laugh on that one. <laughs> we do what we preach. And so we actually took advantage of um, this buy-down, the 2-1 buy-down specifically. We first consider the three to one but it worked out better for us with a two one yes right yeah so yes. and if you listen to previous episodes i explain the three to one buy down and the yeah. two one buy down otherwise it wouldn't have we wouldn't be able to do it otherwise it would we be could it would we just be so tight uh, well you could so if they heard in the previous ones it's where you get let's for a two one buy down for two years or the for the first year you get a mortgage rate that's two percent lower mm -hmm. and then the next year it goes up one percent and then the final year, and then for the rest of the loan term, it's at the terminal rate, the actual rate. So four and a half, then five and a half, then six and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we could have done it, but the two one definitely gives you that first and second year. Mm -hmm. You know, you gradually go into the six and a half. And who knows if rates are down by then, maybe we can refinance it. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out, of course, to our, our guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me. That's my Spanish lesson reminder. Oops. <laughs> this is such a professional show. <laughs> Shout out to our guy, Rafael Reyes. Yes. With Cross Country Mortgage, who's actually been a very um, good friend and close lender of ours. Very yeah. experienced. And he's helped us through um, many real estate needs personally yes and we've referred him to many clients so shout out to rafael reyes if you need a referral to a great lender yes we're we're giving him a plug yes <laughs> and for the two one buy down i guess that that was a that is something good for listeners or anyone that watches us to know that you know when we're giving this advice it's not like we're just giving this advice and and hanging on the sidelines you know we're actively we were actively looking for a property for the last year or so mm -hmm. and even though, you know, you hear whatever you hear on the news and mortgage rates going up, the truth is that, uh, you know, it's terms of investing, good real estate investors, they buy in any market because mm -hmm. it's really just about the numbers making sense. Mm -hmm. And so you just always have to be on the lookout. And when you find a property that fits your criteria and the numbers make sense, you buy it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're, we're not looking to flip the house, we're holding it. So... You know, there's no sense in getting scared of the market or waiting for prices to plummet 20%. That might never happen. Yeah, I think it just or it comes, might not happen. I mean, you and I have been in the business, you know, for 
at quite some time already. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, it, it always comes down to the, the true desires and motivation yeah. of people, what they plan to do. And when it's time for them, they know it and they move forward. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, like Warren Buffett says, you know, be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful. So when everybody is getting scared and jumping out of the market and doesn't want to buy, that's your opportunity to go in and look at properties and make offers when there's no one else making offers. Oh, I have another. That's the opportunity. I have another aha of the week. Okay. Yeah, the aha is just like real estate, whether you decide to buy or sell, uh-huh. and you know when you're ready or not, well, that's the same thing when it comes to LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you remember the last episode, Abby was going to her LASIK <laughs> surgery appointment, and she bailed. <laughs> So her, she's still wearing contacts. Well, basically, I was ready mm-hmm. right up until I got to the doctor's office and then started to fill out consent forms. Oh, my God. Oh. What a blunder. Yeah. She ended up in a fetal position getting uh, <laughs> nurtured by the nurses over there. So, I, so no truly, go there. If you're really ready and motivated, you will do it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's one of those things you got to just know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. For those of you who have questions on any of that LASIK eye surgery <laughs> <laughs> or real estate, feel free to contact me. Yes. I'll keep it straight with you. Oh, man. <laughs> so right. uh, the next thing is a, a tip that I wanted to give to the readers. Okay. And this was on our social media site. So if you go to our Instagram page, you'll be able to see this also. Uh, but I wanted to let people know about queen's addresses. So what to know about queen's addresses. Okay, Okay. I'm gonna mention some of these things to you. Uh, Let's see if you know them because if you read the blog, the post, then you would have seen it. So uh, queen's is the only borough in NYC where the addresses have dashes, Mm -hmm. okay? Cool. 80% of queen's has an underlying grid. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. What is that? So 80% of queen's has an underlying grid streets typically run north to south Mm -hmm. okay think like whitestone to the rockaways Mm -hmm. and avenues typically run west to east so long island city to queens village okay so streets typically north to south avenues uh east uh west to east okay in additional if if additional streets okay this is a cool one because you'll be able to see it as you drive around now Mm -hmm. If additional streets were added after the original grid system was put in place, those were called place and lane in that order. Okay. So you get how that works? So street and ave are the grids, and then place and lane are the addition. Well, for streets, not avenues. So if, let's say, you had um, first street, second street, you know, third street, fourth street, and then a street was placed in between, let's say, first, uh, first and second. And then it's already the grids in place. So that would be called first place. Okay. And then if another street was put in between there, first lane. Got so it. in that order. Yes. Yeah. So it, it would be uh, that place and lane there. And then if additional avenues were put in after the original grid, mm-hmm. those were called road, drive, or terrace. And terrace in that order. Okay. Got it. This you can find in Forest Hills. This is where I've seen this. If you go to Forest Hills, driving down 108 Street, you'll see 66th Street or, or 66th Ave. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, I forgot if it's Street or Ave, but you'll see the you'll see the road, 66 Road, 66 Drive, and 66 Terrace. Got it. So you know those came in after the the grid. Cool, fun fact. 
And all major thoroughfares that crossed through streets and avenues were called boulevard. Boulevards. Cool. Yeah, so that's like Queens Boulevard, Northern Boulevard, Rockaway. Now, this is um, a pop quiz question I wanted to do here, and we'll see if anybody messages in. But I put this on our social media, too, as a Q&A sticker. And um, the question was, how many boulevards are there in Queens? So this will be for anyone out there. If you know, um, sh send us a message. How many boulevards? So you're thinking about yeah. well, Northern Boulevard, yeah, yeah. Astoria Boulevard, Rockaway Boulevard, Linden Boulevard. You're you're trying to give them the answer. No, no, there's more. Yes, I know. There's a lot. So, you know, how many boulevards are there in Queens? Wow. Let good, us know. That's a good one. Let yes. us. Okay, perfect. So All that's right. the tip. Oh. oh, you have the answer right here. Yeah, but oh, okay. you can't say it. <laughs> All righty. Nice. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. Fun facts about Queens. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Thank you. All right. So let's now talk about new listings. So we do have a one bedroom co-op apartment at mm -hmm. the Amherst in Jackson Heights, right? Right nearby Northern Boulevard. So it's an excellent location. Um, and this one's asking for 285. The maintenance is 720 per month. Uh, they do have an ongoing assessment. Um, we'll give information about that this week as well. Mm -hmm. But the it's a one-bedroom, one-bath co-op apartment at the Amherst in Jackson Heights. Details to follow this week. Yeah, and I believe this one's 20% down minimum? I believe so, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, this is one of those, you know, under 300000 one-bedroom co-op with that maintenance. Most likely, you'd be paying less than what the rent would be. Okay. So this is one of those. Great. You know, any one-bedroom co-op, Northwest Queens, under 300000 usually your mortgage and maintenance will be less than what you're paying in rent. So it's a good way to lock yourself into a fixed payment, you know, for the next however many years. And that's a hedge against inflation because if rents go up or keep going up, at least you're locked in there. Got so it. that's a good opportunity there. Cool. Thank okay. you. Okay. Um, next thing is our market insights. So we always talk about the 10-year treasury, and the 10-year treasury right now is 3.53%. Last week, it was 3.55%. Mm -hmm. So it's been around um, three, you know, mid threes. And actually, last week, they dropped below 3.4% one day, and that day, the mortgage rates fell below 6%. Oh. And then there was like there was articles that came out, you know, mortgage rates fall below six percent. Uh, right now, they're they're um, the average rate for a thirty year fix is six point one nine percent, so about six point two. And last week they were six point one. They've been in the low sixes, but if this trend continues, you might see mortgage rates go below six percent. You know, which uh, the chief economist for NAR, Lawrence Yun, he predicts that we're going to stabilize somewhere in the mid fives. Wow. I think if we get in the mid fives, um, you're going to see a lot more demand come back into the market. Sure. And if inventory levels are still low, you'll end up with another seller's market. So we'll see if we get where the rates end up and where our inventory levels end up. Cool. Yeah. So that's the market insights. You know, right. stock market has been ripping <laughs> so the stock market has been on a, a pretty good tear cool you know but we'll see what happens all right so the, the market didn't take a bath 
No, not this, not not yet this year. Okay, okay, yeah, that's good. We'll see what happens. All right, mm-hmm. learning all these new terms for stock market. Yeah, but it's pretty, been pretty good. Cool for the all portfolios. Right. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So now, last but not least, reading, watching, watching, listening, watch. Well, We've been watching a lot read, of good watch, shows, actually. Okay, so tell me what about tell me what you've been watching. I've been watching. Uh, <laughs> Probably uh, Last of Us. That's like oh, that's fun. That was that last episode was crazy. Yeah, um, But my recommendation this week is a podcast. It's Think Like a CEO with Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, um, and episode two. So this is mainly for any of those business owners out there, entrepreneurs, uh, self-employed people, you know, uh, sole proprietors. If you're, you know, this this year is a year. Uh, most likely a recessionary year, a year where you have to adapt, where you might have to shift your business, cut costs, really uh, tighten the belt strap, as they say, for business. So um, in this episode, Think Like a CEO, episode two, they talk a lot about all these different businesses and what they did successfully and also failures. So Mm -hmm. companies who didn't shift the proper way and some companies who made the shift and come out of the other side bigger and stronger. So it's a really good episode. Any entrepreneurs out there, definitely take a listen and I'll put a link in the show notes to it. Awesome. Yeah. You? Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, as far as what uh, we're watching uh, I would agree with what you've just men- mentioned. And mm-hmm. I just watched an old school show this morning, a movie this morning, uh, Warriors. Oh, yeah. That's that was great. fun. Mm-hmm. That was old school gangs in New York back in the days. That's a good Pretty one. Pretty tough times, but that was a classic. Yeah. It was fun to watch all over again. So I'll, I'll plug that one. There you go. And we started watching Thor last night, but I fell asleep. <laughs> so can't recommend it. <laughs> it was funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. I have, so to keep, I have to keep watching it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. All right. Well, so you want to sign us off here? That's it. Well, have a peaceful week, everyone. Yes. Uh, always a pleasure. Well, for us. <laughs> no sound effects today. You know, we didn't have oh, the studio audience. They didn't it. come by. So uh, it's Sunday. You know, we can't have people all up in our house like that on oh, a Sunday. Darn so, it. I yeah. Have to always Next time, this. we'll have all the sound effects 